My body's here. Gandhi told me. Gandhi. There's a. Gandhi told, I don't know why Gandhi told me, but Gandhi told me. Gandhi showed up in your dream. I. Is it offensive to do an accent? I'm like so confused now. I know when you did when you showed up with that, I was like, oh hello, and then I was like, wait, are we doing this? Are we doing an Asian accent? I know, I know. Like two, honestly, like two minutes in, I was like, mm. yeah. And I want like, maybe maybe Andy and I need to say what up to each other first. Yeah, and then we'll get into it. Hey Jay, I'm not racist. <laughs> I promise. I swear. <laughs> the opening moment is I know. just how raw. How raw. Jay, I swear, I have an Asian friend. I'm not sure what nationality he is, but I have an Asian friend. Oh my god, that's like every. Dude, that's... Uh, you know, you know what's funny too. Um, one of like the life recent life discoveries I had um, since like post college is that I'm actually Filipino, and that's something like my, none of my family knew at all. So when when you answered, I was just like, wait, did I tell Andy that I'm Filipino? No shit. How'd you find out? Filipino. How'd you find out? Oh, dude, that's a crazy story. Um, we uh, so like my whole family. We never, never actually knew our like family history. We always heard like little bits and tidbits from my grandfather and like little ideas and stuff. But it was like one of those things that like was never talked about. So I have no background of like family idea and. When 23andMe and Ancestry.com all came out and that trend hit, um, my dad was like, ah, whatever, let's do it. We get the test back because my brother was away at, uh, in the army and we were, do- we were trying to, uh, you know, uh, keep the family ties. So we were like looking into stuff. And I think um, w- one day we got the test results back and all of a sudden it was like, my brother was uh, like 20% Filipino or something like that. And we were like, wait, what the, wait, 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 wait a minute, what? And so naturally, like my dad was like, hold up. I ha- okay, now I have to take this test. That's insane. Like we, none of us were expecting that. Like we look a certain type of way. Like my whole life, I got asked if I was Puerto Rican or if I was like, heavy Italian or Portuguese or something like that. Um, I I got biracial a lot too, but um, I never knew. And then all of a sudden this, uh, my dad takes the test. He ends up being like 40% or something like that. And then I'm like, holy shit. So they do ancestry.com and I was like, okay, I'm going to do 23andMe and that'll be the real test to see if this DNA from a completely separate company says the same thing. And I got mine back and I was the same, literally like the exact same as my brother. Um, and it, uh, for having the most common Irish name, uh, Filipino is our like strongest nationality. Damn. And like in my brother, my dad and my, and my DNA chain. Cause my grandfather uh, was like 70 something percent. Um, and then like his whole story is crazy because we're, we, as my family got older and certain people passed, we started to notice things like tombstones and birth certificates didn't add up. And like, there was no legal name changes. And then all of a sudden my great grandfather started going by a different name and 
my grandfather has my great grandfather's name, but there's no legal documentation of like a change. All of a sudden, there's just like a James Harold Con, uh, James Henry Conley, that was born in like 18 whatever the hell, and then all of a sudden there's a there's like another James Harold Conley uh, or Henry Conley born in like the 1900s, and my grand my great grandfather started going by Harold after that. Very weird shit. Like we don't, we still can't figure it out. That's that's <laughs> insane. Holy shit. Yeah, man. I, I I gotta figure out some way to like make a story about it, or I need to get like the dude from Catfish to like help me do genetics. <laughs> to, but I don't think that's his specialty. So I gotta I gotta find somebody else to. I've heard a lot about like there was like a Filipino diaspora or something like that mm. because there were so many like wars. Um, that you know people got spread throughout the whole thing but i'm very interested in what the story is because all of a sudden like my grandfather just showed up so technically dude i should have a different last name Mm. like i should be i don't know what a filipino last name is to be honest but like my last name should technically be what my grandfather's would have been which would have have been a filipino descent if he was not given the the irish name that that you know that i still carry so yeah it's just kind of crazy it's kind of crazy dude yeah um it's common it's a lot more common than you think like um right so like the most recent thing is like so i'm portuguese um yeah i remember that yeah 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 well it's funny because i have an ancestry story too but it's not as exciting it's definitely not even as exciting as yours like mine's is actually dull but (laughs) but uh my uncle's name is joao like Portuguese pronunciation João, but when he moved here, they yeah. ha- they had him legally change it to the English pronunciation John. And um, my buddy Matthew, his last name is Pendler, right? But way way back in the day, when his family moved here from their country, their original last name was, now stay with me, Faffenzeller. So what they Faffenzeller. Faffenzeller. It starts with a P, P F, P F, Faffenzeller. Yes, okay. So okay. when so when they came here, they said, No, that's too fucking long. And they just took <laughs> they took letters from Faffenzeller and made a shorter name, Penler. And it's like when he told me I was blown away. But now he's Daddy Faffy and now it's the rest is history. But Oh wow. Yeah, just like little like the Ellis Island changes and stuff like that mm. are pretty crazy to hear about because I feel like we're at a generational point where like it doesn't it doesn't matter like that. So we're it's always fascinating to hear stories like like yeah. to me it is, but it's it's crazy. The more I think about it, like my genetics and stuff like that, I actually have like very little knowledge of either side. Like my grandparents weren't really involved in my life. Like I saw them like once or twice a year, like for like the major like Thanksgiving christmas holidays experience mm-hmm. um but like and that was just on my dad's side on my mother's side my grandfather lived in florida my whole life so i, I only saw him like once every three years mm. so like i'm learning about all this stuff now that they've passed away but like you know i'm just like reading little letters and like finding out little stories about like m- m- my grandfather on my mother's side would like uh, lived in wakefield and like uh he used to like live in the woods and he would like go and trap snakes. And then when he would like, badass. <laughs> when he would go, dude, he was, he was a badass. He would go and trap snakes and then he would put them in his pocket and then go into school 
that day with it and then let them go in the in like an assembly and i'm like oh that's why i was a troublemaker as a kid bad like ass stuff, it makes sense like little things like that i'm like oh that's 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 why i got in detention a lot then yeah, I yeah. <laughs> yeah it's little things like that dude it's like uh, stories like that are always so crazy yeah dude and it's insane i bet if you i bet if you get into contact with uh anthropologists i mean we all know their degrees aren't really giving them any work but like if you hit up an, <laughs> if you hit up an anthropologist you might be able to like they might help you figure out like you know what the, where the family line goes to there's also um I know through Ancestry, at least, they, I don't know about 23andMe, but I know Ancestry will connect you to people who share your DNA. So, I mean, if you, if you go, if you're, you said your father did Ancestry, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if he goes on the app, he could probably look up people who share the Filipino side and, you know, take it from there. Well, you want to hear something crazy, dude, is that the only thing that's shown up so far, mm-hmm. and this is what's wild, is is my my dad's mother's side of the family mm. who you know we've been in contact and we know because um, they were like my dad's neighbors growing up um, they were they were like a closer family right. and um, and then I have second and third cousins all in the Philippines but there's no generational connection so it makes me go was my grandfather like a baby of war or something like that. You know Holy what I'm saying? Shit, like, yeah. How, 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 how don't I have, cause apparently he had for a very short time, my family lived in Maine. Um, and we lived in like the boondocks of Maine. Cause my dad was the manager of Sunday river. And you know, when I say the boondocks of Maine, I'm talking about like my mom used to tell me stories of like, um, like one time there was, a there was like a, a a harsh winter and it took down somebody's house. And instead of like fixing the, um, the roof or whatever, they just decided they'd move out. They moved into a trailer in front of that house. And then they just used the house until it collapsed. Oh no shit. <laughs> because it was like too difficult to like yeah. get a company to come out and rebuild and stuff like that. It, right. It, like the, uh, the, you, they would hang the deer out in front and you would see like what the hunters caught and stuff like that. It was, it was a very different, <laughs> it's not a place that I think my, my parents wanted to grow up, but it was a good place. Uh, it was a good job at the time. So mm-hmm. my brother was born there and we lived out there for a little bit. Um, and now I don't remember that where I was going with this story. Why do I get so excited to tell you things? You know, you're good. I, I'm, I'm here. You were talking about your grandfather, uh, how he may have been like a oh, baby yeah, of war. Yeah, and, okay, yeah. I remember. So, like, when we lived out there, um, what we apparently, what we never knew was, like, a half an hour away, which is in, in like, the boondocks talk, that's, like, your closest neighbor, was my grandfather's brother. But never spoke to the family like we never i never knew him never met him before but apparently he was my grandfather's brother but we were never allowed to see him so i don't even believe that it was like actually his like real brother there must have been some weird type of connection and like we never spoke to him my dad was never close with that uncle he was always like yeah i never saw that guy he was never around so it always made me go like 
who the fuck is my grandfather? It's so weird. Yeah. It's so damn weird. <laughs> what if he was like a secret agent? What if he was just like, that's why everything was Bro, a secret? Sometimes I think about that. I'm kind of like, hey, like, uh, so uh, an interesting thing is like, he was old enough to be in like the Korean War. Mm. And uh, as he started to pass away, his like last few days in hospice or the hospital or wherever he was, um, dude, I got to track down these nurses and try to talk to him because. Uh, apparently he started talking in ways that like I've never seen him talk like he was always just like the wise old grandfather just sitting there like really quiet would always just like you know pat my like I'd, I'd give him my hand he'd pat my hand he'd call me a good man and then like I'd, I'd go sit I'd be like yeah cool and then we go watch basketball or something um, but apparently he would uh, the nurses told my aunt uh, that he was telling stories of when he was in the war. And apparently he was uh, honored for being quite effective in the war. Wow. Is all that they would, that's all that they would say. But uh, she gave one of those things of like, he started telling some stories, like her eyes apparently were like, he started telling some stories of like, how how good he was at hurting people. And yeah. I was kind of like, oh, damn, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, he killed There's motherfuckers. Like a whole part of like, oh yes, he did. Apparently, he <laughs> let people know. He let people know, and I'm just kind of like, Ugh. oh no. <laughs> I, but it's such a it's such an interesting thing because it's I know I I know so little about this man. Yeah, it's very weird. But he was um, a badass. He definitely was yo, a badass. He was a badass. I, I, <laughs> he was a badass. Um, so it's crazy. It's it's really cool to think about something like that. I kind of like the mystery of it all. Yeah, it is. It is kind of cool. It's like the the intrigue, like the like knowing knowing the little bit that you do know of like his badassery, but having this grand mystery behind like his origins and shit. It's like, right? It's it's yeah, incredible. It's like, I, I wanna. I I need to. I need to start to find more answers so I can like make a make a play or a film or I got I got write something about it. I gotta. I gotta figure out how I can do something creative with it. <laughs> Cause I gotta, I gotta talk about my uncle somehow too. Well, my uncle was a wild man, but he, uh, he, like my grandfather. It, yeah, dude, it's such a wild experience. Have um, you, have, when you say and stuff like that, when you say your uncle, do you mean your grandfather's brother or like Mm-mm. no, like your uncle, my uncle. dad's brother, my, okay. my my real. Um, so my my dad is from Worcester, mm-hmm. and um. My uncle, he's probably going to kill me if he is, but whatever. Um, yeah, it's funny. Uh, there's two, there, he was, there, it's interesting. My dad was the youngest. My uncle was the oldest. And my uncle was a different product of Worcester than, than my dad was, if that makes sense. Yeah. There were two different sides of Worcester. Mm-hmm. And my uncle went one way. And my dad went the other way. And I think it's because my uncle was like five or six years older. So he was able to see my uncle has, has passed away. Like I think he passed away in like 2013. Um, so he was like 50, like 56. Uh, and he lived a life. Like my cousin told me some crazy stories. Um, but yeah, it, it, so it, it, he, it, it was very interesting to, to think about like a background. Cause I know so little about that side of the family that, it's always something that I'm trying to dig up. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's 
it's definitely got the it's definitely got the wheels turning of like yo what the fuck is this guy like <laughs> like i get it i totally get it hey i ho- honestly i wish you luck man like like you know hey, thank you you know i hope you find out because it's a piece of you you know it's a big it's a big piece of you your it's your it's your grandfather and you know now that you've discovered this yeah, now that you've discovered this whole new side like uh this culture like the whole thing a part of you that you've always had but never knew it's it gets the wheels turning well, even more, you know? Talking about culture, bro, just to, like, make it even more relevant to life, it it puts me in a totally different understanding of, like, what kind of culture I have and where I'm at and, like, who I am. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm, I, I, I'm more of a majority of Filipino than I am Irish, Swiss, Scandinavian. So like, what does that mean for me? I don't have any part of that kind of Filipino culture that I've been looking that I've been looking for. And like my whole life, people have been coming up to me and asking me like, Oh, what are you, you, you must be Puerto Rican or you must be this or you must be that, or you must be, uh, you know, always questioning in my whole life. I had no idea. So I was always just like, making it up but i was always looking in the mirror and questioning like what that what the hell am i I can't just be irish doesn't make sense i don't know irish i don't know other irish kids that have like any other common irish last name that look anything like i do i haven't met it you know what i mean right so it 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 was always such a thing that made me go what the hell is like why do i look so different um or feel like i look so different or people keep like not seeing that apparently i'm irish and then you know, one day all of a sudden I get the, I get the test results back or I get the, you know, the text message that, uh, of the test results for my brother and I, and it like clicks and it just made me go like, Oh, wow. Okay. So now I can start to see like the features and how I look alike and how like I, I I am that, but it's also so interesting because like I said, I should have a different last name. So mm. I have a total different, like, I think about, like, what does it mean to be a BIPOC person? Am I BIPOC now? But I grew up thinking my whole life I was, I, like, how does that, you know, where do I fit in now in this, uh, like, idea of culture that needs to be labeled so heavily now? is like, I don't know where my, I, I don't even, I can't even later, like, literally I've gone to a website to try to trace it. And I can't find that middle gap. There's like a weird story there that isn't 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 there yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I get um, what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So it's like where that's something that I've been battling ever since I found out. Is like yeah. I've been trying to find like where I fit in, especially the whole time when I have everybody kind of coming up and asking me what is my you know, what is my ethnicity or what do I represent? And I'm always kind of like, I don't know. What you see is what you get. Cause I don't really know. I, I've never been told by elders cause they never like gave me a background. Cause I honestly, I don't think we did a lot of, a lot of like what I was taught from my grandfather, bro. Like what I remember from him was we would go, we go to church every time. And then we go to the dollar store after and I get a toy. Like my grandparents would let me would take this to the dollar store and I, I get to buy a toy. Oh, yo, the amount of green army men I have, man. 
strategy. He probably looked um, at you like, yeah, that's right. You're going to be just like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, I had no idea, too. Yeah. He's always sitting there. Like, he's like, yeah, that's my, my, that's my man right there. Yeah, I would yeah. always get those or like the... Um, the transformers that were already transformed, like you couldn't transform them back. They were just like the, the, the like Megazord parts that you could just mm. move around. Like <laughs> recently, my dad got me one for Christmas, and he was just like, uh, you know, I saw it and I thought, ah, what the hell? It would be funny, and I was like, this is a great. Like I'm gonna put this up. This is exa- like this is gonna let me remember. Oh, it's that's gonna cute. Keep me humble. That's cute. <laughs> my dollar store toys. Yeah, that's really cute. That's nice that you have like that kind of like memory of him too. You know what I mean? And like the mystery is good. The mystery is nice. And I and I kind of and I feel you like you know it is kind of like you know what what am I? It's like a um, an identity crisis almost where it's like you know what am I? Who am I? What do I represent? Like what's my ethnicity? But right. I, I think at the end of the day, it's like you are like you've always been you you've always been jay Connolly. like you've you've discovered this new part of yourself yeah no i mean it's the truth like you've always been who you were and nothing about you personally changes you can learn more like about yourself and like you can learn more about your culture but i mean you identify how you want to identify and honestly it's either way it's valid i think no matter what you no matter what path you go no matter how you represent yourself, no matter how you mm. identify yourself, no matter what you do, it's valid because you are who you are and you are who you represent. And that's at the end of the day, that's it. And that's kind of the beauty of having a mixed background. You know what I mean? Like you do have, um, yeah. you know, yeah. so yeah, man. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. And like to be, to have different perspective of it. I, I totally see where you're at, dude. I yeah. appreciate that insight. That's great. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm, w- I'm with you because I, I grew up like always knowing I'm Portuguese and I've always had people mm. kind of come up to me and ask me, you know, if there's anything more and like, you know, like I had, I don't know if you ever saw me with the fro, but like I used to grow in a fro. Of course. And like, yeah. And people, How could I forget? Yeah. And people would be like, you know, where does that come from? And I'm just sitting there like, I don't know, but I have blue eyes and they're like, but you also have these features and I'm just like, cool. Then I don't know. I'm a hodgepodge of bullshit. And, um, and you know what I mean? And it was always my whole life. I was I, just like you, like getting like questioned and like asked. And like, you know, one day I just said, honestly, fuck this bullshit. So I ordered, yeah. an, I ordered the ancestry. I spit in the tube for like an hour. And then I said, <laughs> dude, it's so, it's so crazy. Cause I could be hydrated. Yeah. Hydrated yeah, dude. Kid, bro. And it's funny. Cause I can spit whenever I want, but in that moment, like under pressure, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm running out of spit. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, can I do this? I don't even know. Is it even worth it? Is it worth it? Oh my god, that's gonna be me at the sperm bank one day. I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. But um, I just needed ten (laughs) dollars. That's desperate. God damn it. That's desperate. Oh my god. But 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 I said the ten. Ten dollars. Oh my god, dude. Listen, I'm I actually no, that's blood. I was gonna say I'm type O negative blood. Like I would need way more than ten dollars for my sperm, but I mean those are two <laughs> those are two very different concepts. So I think those are yeah, I like how you're like, my blood is is rich, so you gotta pay extra for my sperm yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you feel that good about yourself though, bro. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, no. I wish I could feel that good about me. I wish that I valued my blood and my sperm at the same <laughs> you know, I never really thought about valuing it like that, but 
I, you know, I walk away with this podcast thinking about it. Yeah, no. I mean, it was one of those things when I donated my blood for like the first time because so like the uh-huh. thing. So, all right, before I get to the blood, let me just finish the ancestry. I got my ancestry back. <laughs> Here I am thinking I'm a hodgepodge of ethnicity. I'm 99% fucking Portuguese from the island, <laughs> from the island that I knew I was from. And like 1% Nigerian. And I'm like sitting there like, son of a bitch. I spent $60 to find out something I already fucking knew. I was, dude, I was people, man. It's people. It's so crazy because like last bit on this is like, I genuinely feel like maybe we're actually at the point where America's idea of a melting pot is starting to become a thing. Like we're finally at a generational point where like, the people who have immigrated here have met with other people who have immigrated here. And then, mm-hmm. and then they had kids who have met with other people that immigrated here with other people. And then they had kids with other kids that did other, you know what I'm saying? So it's gotten to a point now where, what are we in like fourth, fifth generation of, of America? Did you say eighth generation? I don't know. How of America? Works, so probably. Dude. Like since George Washington. Oh, dude, we are like, generations are generous yeah okay it well is. i guess uh, yeah, yeah. Nah, bro, you're right we <laughs> had like 50 something pre- no 40 something presents yeah Damn, dude you put me on the spot anyway no you're good math isn't my strong suit i always just i throw out a guesstimate and hope that there's somebody who can do it better than me they're good you're good <laughs> you're good you're good Dude, it's it's in it's insane, and and you're right. I mean, just the last census, we went from. I, I'm gonna ballpark the numbers because I didn't remember exactly. I just know I knew it by the tenth place, but we went from <laughs> from we went for Caucasians in America from the last census. We went from around like sixty to sixty five percent, all the way down to like fifty to fifty five percent of Caucasians. Uh, yeah, Hispanic. That's why they're so mad. Yeah, well, they can go fuck themselves. Hispanics and Latinos. Yeah, no, I mean, we don't even need to get there. We're going to yeah. start going off. Yeah. His, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it is what it is. Like, guys, get the like we live like we we live in a country where the idea is that, you know, you come here, you like because let's be real, like everybody wants to act like. Like, for instance, like, you know, when people say Christopher Columbus discovered America, that's not fucking true. He didn't discover America. The Native Americans that crossed over from the land bridge when it was connected to Asia, they were the first to discover America. They were the Native Americans. And, you know, even they can trace their lineage back to it's insane. But anyways, so they discovered America. The only thing Christopher Columbus really did was bridge the worlds. He bridged the he bridged, uh, you know, that country. Um, and technically, if you think about it, like South America to, you know, Europe and um, it's like, you know, this whole country is built on diversity. You know what I mean? Like it just is like that's just how it is. Like it's always been that way. And if you are like granted, yes, like even though the numbers went down for Caucasians, like technically they are still the majority, but the country isn't built to to have like the way the country's built now especially it's like we're not meant to just have a, a constant majority like it's going to change like i wouldn't be surprised in 20 in 20 to 40 years if 
the Caucasian population went so down as to say that another, uh, you know, ethnicity became the majority. Like, I would not be surprised. Oh, I think it's going to be sooner than that, bro. I think, yeah, I, 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 I would, I would be surprised. I, I I would be, I would be surprised if it took that long Mm. to be quite honest. I think, I, I really think that we're at a point like, I don't know, maybe that's, this is just the, the optimist in me just wanting there to be like this, this hope that our generation and the generation above us are really starting to like really figure it out. Mm. Like I think our parents' generation is that gap between. And then all of a sudden, like the, the, I feel like the Gen X to millennials, like we're really starting to pick up and find a better place. And like, I truly believe and, and hope that whether it's, it's, it's still a, a, a divide, like it has been in the idea of democracy, that we can, that there will be a, an easier way to come together, that it won't be as divided because I think there are so because of what of what we've said at this point we are we've gotten to a point where um you know you are are portuguese with blue eyes you know what i mean like mm. before it was felt like what white people had blue eyes and that's what or whatever the fuck you know what i'm saying like right now right. you're you, you know what i mean like people can see similarities in each other so so much so easily now that mm. i think in the next 10 years in, 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 in like in our, our kids generation, you know what, like after we pass it down and then even to the generation after that, bro, there's no, there's no way, man. Yeah. Like, we're so, whether there, I know that there is so much talk of segregation, but we, and separation, which is understandable, but we are so still integrated and intertwined in daily life that like, like people I, I feel like can't not start to see themselves in each other in America someday. Yeah. And I think that's like our biggest divide because every other country is able to see themselves usually. Mm. I think that's what, that's what makes it hard for us to unify sometimes. And, and I think that if we keep on, keep on pushing a, a, a more positive, just keep on pushing the positive. Mm-hmm. Here I am, pre- you know me, man. I'm, I'm always going to preach the positive and help try to create that better mindset. But like, if we keep that and we keep the understanding that we have to be connected, mm-hmm. we have to be. We, we it, there is no understand. Like, there shouldn't be any more separation. We have to be in this in the same way that everybody else is. And I think in a few more steps. We're, we're going to be at that point. You know, I think it's been a long, hard fight, and I don't think that fight will ever be over, but I think that people are going to start to see similarities so much so in themselves that it, it is going to be an easier recogni- recognition to call it off. I think it's coming. I hope. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping, bro. No, I'm... <laughs> I hope I, that made sense. No, I think it does. I think it does. I think, like... um I think back, like, how do I, how do I put it? I think what we're raising now, like this next generation is more empathic. Like, I feel like us as a society, we're becoming our, like their levels of empathy is, is getting better and better. Um, 
You know, like I feel and like awareness, just awareness of like what's going on and how people are, you know, how you you can affect people right in a daily experience. You right. know, right, right, because like a, any little thing you do or say, whether good or bad, it 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 affects somebody. You know what I mean? Like to you, mm-hmm. it could be a throwaway comment. To you, you could have said something and it means absolutely nothing to you, but to the other person, it it could mean the world. Good or bad. Oh God, yeah. You know, good or bad, and that's a, that's the crazy thing about like the human perspective too is like mm. it, it our value of importance, and I feel like for so long empathy has not been in the perspective. You know, we we went through that era of like the '80s that was like this booming economy, and we were like just like let's fucking go, let's do as much coke as we can and go hard. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, it's just like everybody did way too much coke and like flipped out, and like it got real hard for a while. Because like I feel like the '80s is what shifted everything for some reason. It seemed yeah. like it was like, people were loving America in the '80s, and then all of a sudden it was like, let's fucking get really angry at each other. Yeah. Um, I don't. So and maybe that was like a throwaway comment for something that was so it's such a heavy and good topic so i apologize for doing that but no i don't care you're fine at the same time it's one of those things it it really does seem like when we when we break it down that empathy has been the 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 missing factor for so long Mm. because of that that capitalist ideal of I need to get, 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 I need to get. And, and, and then all of a sudden that's all you start to hear. And that's all we do here. Like I'm a huge fan of hip hop and all I hear right now is what I get. I could care less about what you have now. I want to know what you're doing. I want to know how you're helping because we're in a crisis right now. I don't, I'm not, like hearing Migos talking about a rollie on their wrist doesn't make me go, yeah. Like there's always a time and place. I'm not. I'm not discrediting what they do. I think that there's a there. There's. I just wish there was a more call to action for people to find a better place to put money while we while we have it right now. Right. You know. You know what I'm saying. No, I get it. I get it. We got we because like at at one point. At what at what cost do are these material items worth? Where life is about to go, it, they mean nothing. You know, yeah, they they legit they like that's what. It, as I've gotten older, I think so much about how like we put so much emphasis on this piece of paper that like is genuinely it doesn't get you anywhere. No, I mean, sure, it'll get you to like Jamaica and like it'll get you with the cold alcoholic beverage on a beach side so like that's great but like it it, there's a there's a there's a mindset to it too that i think that humanity has really started to move away from that mindset. yeah yeah we've we've been we've been sort of uh and i know what you mean by hip-hop because like one of the few artists i like i listen to is j cole because when he Mm -hmm. when he says something he's saying something like Yes, of course, he has a, a song here or there about the shit he has, like, whatever, the bitches he can get, whatever. It is what it is. Like, you know what I mean? That's just the nature of hip hop. It's very, yeah. it's very, not braggadocious. I think it's but, more of the, it's like the, it's the language of it. Because he's not yeah. always necessarily talking about 
multiple bitches, but it's yes. like kind of like there's 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 this yeah. like that's kind of just you have to know the language of it now. And I think yeah. that's such a hard thing for people to grasp that like there's a language that you there's a barrier of language that changes. Same as poetry. Like you can't go in and start reading Robert Frost being like you know, and, and and not be ready to read from Robert Frost. It's the right. same thing as going in hearing the language of hip hop. It's the same thing. Yeah. Sorry, and continue. It, no, but you're fine. No, you're fine. But it's just like even in the last, like, so, like 2014, Forest Hills Drive is like my favorite album. It'll of mm-hmm. his, of his, and the next two, For Your Eyes and uh, Kod. To me, they were. Yeah. To, to me, they were dark. Like Kod especially was dark. But to me, those were both dark. Yeah. To me, those were very dark. Those were heavy albums. There were no banger. Like there was maybe a banger here or there, but there were no bangers. There was nothing like, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. could, you, could, you, you yep. know what I mean? You know what exactly what I'm trying to say? But like the messages, the messages in it is something that you don't really hear typically in mainstream hip hop. You don't really hear other people talking about. You know what I mean? Like. Right. You know, I made the comparison where like a lot of people like, you know, they, they talk about like fucking doing um, promethazine or they talk about doing lean and yeah. they, you know what I mean? They, they brag about it. They brag about doing, they even brag about smoking weed, which is whatever it, it is what it is. But you have fucking Cole who hops on and he's like, you know, I'm going to make an album about drugs, but it's going to be about drug addiction. It's going to be about the dangers of drugs. It's going to be about how I've seen the people I love the most die from this shit. How I've seen the people Mm -hmm. I love the most life get affected by this shit. And it's like, you know, he's not fucking selling you anything. Like he's, he's selling you his art. He's selling you himself. Like he's, that's what he's selling. He's not selling you a fucking like, Oh, I have a Bugatti. Oh, I got all these bitches. Oh, I have this. Oh, I have that. Like, no, he's selling you like his, his, his ideology, like his life, like his experiences himself, like his, his metaphors, like everything. And like, to me, it's just like, like, and I love, dude, I love the off season. Like the off season was a great mix. It was a return to form in a way Mm. where I feel like he took the, the messaging and the um, the tonality. He took the tonality of his older albums, like especially 2014, I think, but he mixed it with the messaging of like KOD where it's like, you look at something like Pride is the Devil, like it's not dark, but it is something that stops and makes you think for a little bit. You know what I mean? And it's just... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, I you know, to, to I think... I think J. Cole wakes up every day and asks how he can make every hip hop idol, his hip hop idols proud. I mean, and I think that that is such a, that is such a rare occurrence that happens. Thank now. you. Um, and I think, I think, uh, I think in the same aspect, like I think about it often, like I love verses. Have you seen the, the verses experience that's been going I, on like versus TV? Yeah, I've heard of it. I've, I haven't checked any out, but I've heard of it. I've seen it uh, bounce around here and there. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been slacking. I've been slacking. You need to pick it up, my friend, because uh, that, that is, uh, that is doing, it is doing work for the culture. Um, right. It is, you know, I, I humbly speaking, uh, for the art and the culture that I love, I think that it is doing something that is so. Um, Sure, that hip hop has not had a chance to really do because I think um, <laughs> we're gonna get deep into my thoughts on morality to this. Uh, I knew you were. I know you're ready for it because so here we go. Um, I think a big part of what happens industry wise now is um, there's so much there, there's so much uh, control 
over it and there's so much need to please the public that um, I think hip hop has taken a, a, a form of it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a party mm. and it's only seen as a party uh, for, for the radio. Everything is, is how, how catchy can it be and how, and that's what's been happening this whole career, right? But it, it, the industry itself focused solely on the violence that was created in hip hop, and because violence sells, sex sells, all of that sells because it's it's it, it's the energy of the art form that can that can connect with people because we as ourselves as human beings we connect with art that lives within us and is something that's without us that makes us feel that that brings a different feeling to us every day um and i think that when we look at hip-hop it's what it's it turned into an experience that is controlled by the industry that took the fun the skill the enjoyment the love the culture and community that uh-huh. hip hop truly is and was created on a way like you before what you see verses is you would never see legends in hip hop really staring the state like sharing the stage you would see you know they might have their own concert here or there but you would never see people playing with people but you know sometimes you would see like I don't know if this has ever really happened, but I feel like I could draw the comparison. Like, you, you know, Bruce Springsteen would, would, would absolutely go and be the guitarist for B.B. King. You know what I'm saying? Like, there would, it like, and, and Bruce Springsteen wouldn't even think of that as, like, a downgrade. That would be, like, an, probably an honor for him. Mm. And I'm sure that, that, like, them two playing together would be a huge thing, and that would, that, that, that's more likely to occur than two hip-hop legends sharing the stage. And what Versus is doing is actually making it still hip-hop while, you know, they're going head-to-head. They're keeping that idea of, of, of the, the dozens and the battles and the, and the way that, that, that hip-hop was built. But it's also a huge celebration because, like, recently they had uh, the last, I think, the last big two that like really like shut down and that was like widespreadly talked about with the dip set and the locks and then two like versed each other and then it was fat joe and jaw rule and when you hear that you're like wait like you uh, you would never see dip set and the locks in the same on the same stage together but to have that like go back and forth and to see like the different styles of what hip-hop is on the same stage, it was, it was, it was, it's wild. And then to see Fat Joe go in and like do Fat, like Joey Crack style, and then Ja Rule to come out with a shanty and, and make you feel like you were in high school or middle school or, you know, some people even elementary school dances, like fucking Damn. doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I get you. Like, I say all that to be like, that's I, I, the art form of it all is 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 so found i think inside like verses and it's so cool because they've they've done like um different ones too like they've done like r&b ones um i think i know keith sweat did one with is it bobby brown i think it was bobby brown um i didn't google it but 
I'm too busy pacing around a room talking about hip hop. No, you're good. Anyway, I love it. I love it. So do <laughs> you, you know, think it's it's one of those what's up? Go so ahead. so do you think that um do you think like the art like if like we if we started doing this more with like more like relevant artists, do you think their art form would improve from this? Like cuz it, it, it's like a it's not a competition but it's like a battle pretty much, right? Uh, like yes and it's it's weird it kind of it, it forms its own thing like i i don't know i don't know how to describe it like it's not like it's like a collaborative judge. battle yeah it's not like anybody's there to judge like okay i see what you're saying if you if you, if you watch those two you'd see two totally different styles like uh like the locks versus Dipset was very much the locks came to came to play like mm -hmm. the locks came to rap and Dipset it really felt like Dipset came there to like live on whatever swag that they built for like 15 years ago mm -hmm. and like you know Duel Santana came out looking like he stepped out of 2005 <laughs> like really ready to go and I think everybody was kind of like oh no Joel, what are you doing <laughs> and they you know they did things like killer was killer cam was good but you know they were kind of lip syncing for a little while and like and Jada kissed like you could see he was getting pissed and he's like why are you guys lip syncing so much so then Jada started doing like hard acapellas and you could just see him he was just like these guys they're not on our level and, and like you could just kind of it was like who could out hip hop each other in that aspect. It, it has, it's not really like a battle. It's more so just the culture of it all. It's mm. like you, you, you were, you have to see it, bro. It's one of those things that you have to see to understand. I'll check it out. I feel like if you see it, yeah, I feel like if you see it, or at least you go on YouTube and see why Jada Kiss's like Spotify streams went up like two hundred and fifty percent after. Damn. <laughs> after his verses, yeah, dude. He people went nuts because he just. He just killed it. He just came in and did his job. Like, that's what I feel like. Hey, I went to a concert on Friday uh, to support my buddy. Uh, his name's Justin Clancy. Uh, you should definitely check out his music. Fantastic. Uh, I, went, I went to high school with him. Fantastic artist. And he did his job. He came to his concert that he put on, and he did his damn job. He was playing live instruments. He was moving through the... Get, getting the job done. But, like... And this is no disrespect to any opening acts, but like I feel like there are sometimes there, like in music, there's that you uh, you know there's the idea, it, like in acting, there's the idea of like there's no small roles, only small actors. I feel like mm. there isn't that idea in music. Like some of these dudes could not keep up with their song. Like they were they were their own hype man. Like they let the track play, and then they would say like every other word or every other line. And I'm sitting there like. Don't do this song if you can't perform it live, bro. Right, I'm with like, you. I would rather you do instead of a hip it up and 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 it up it I would rather you do like you know clap your hands everybody what it takes i got a rhyme and i'm here to say that i'm not with fate you mm, know what i'm saying like yeah it could, if you said something like that 
cool, I would rock with you. But if you're trying to do fucking Eminem factor spot on 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 uh, rap god and and then and and you're trying to jump around and hype the crowd up at the same time and you can't breathe and support your breath, like God damn, like. Then don't do it, bro. Yeah, don't do your job. You're not doing your job. Right. You're not. You're not pumping up the crowd. You're supposed to be the the the. You know, an opening act. You're supposed to get me ready. Now I'm just sitting here being like, damn. Maybe if I spent 20 minutes a day for the next month, I could put out a pretty good song. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) like, this kid doesn't make it look like it's that hard. Not to discredit anybody, but like. I, it, or I, I feel like there also needs to be like maybe I should open up something where it's like okay, young rappers and hype men, uh, here's how to have stage presence and breast support. It's you know what I mean to teach them link later or some shit. Yeah, like, you I could. Don't know. It's just, I, I, dude, I've been thinking about it. Um, you should. Kyle, Kyle Gregory and I, we've been we've we've, we've been talking about it for years. It, it's just something like how do we even market it? But we'll figure that out. Um, but I think, I think, you know, to go back to your question about like, I think it's just about doing your job. Mm. Like, I think the industry has created something that is so focused on, on the, the corporate part of the job. Like you get a corporate job because of the benefits and the money. You know, I think that that's what a big part of like hip hop, like music and rap has become now is like, it, it, you know, rap is something you do. Hip hop is, is, is the culture of it. And I think when you, when you abuse the culture of hip hop, that's when it turns into something that, that that's when the quality stops. Right. Uh, when you or, or or you know there are some times where I hear like these kids know like every little Yachty verse, but I, I you, you know you show them someone like Big Pun, who is a is a foundation, a foundational MC. Mm. You, you, you know, or you have someone like Black Thought, who is top five, dead or alive, outwrap anybody in the world. Like, I, you know, one of the top five, dead or alive, could outwrap anybody in the world. Like, I genuinely believe that about him. And, mm-hmm. and people don't know who he is, you know? And there's no, if you're a rapper, if you, I feel like you have to, you, you, there has to be a certain aspect where you know the history, where you know, where you know, you know, Sedgwick, you know, in 1974, you know, DJ Cool Herc, you know, these things, you know, the little things about it. And that, and I think that's what will help push the culture forward. I agree. The people that care about that kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> no, I agree. I had three cups of coffee. You're good. You're good. <laughs> hey, this is why I'm slacking. I'm only on two. I need my third. I need my third. Mm. No, but yeah, I, dude, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, you know, you gotta, you gotta know, you gotta know the history of shit before you get into it. You know what I mean? You sh- you should at yeah. least, so you can respect it, so you can respect mm-hmm. it and you can honor it. And I feel like, like that, I always thought. That... Oh, go ahead. No, I was, I was just saying. Like, I feel like I, I kind of I'm I'm with you on that. Like, I feel like you you uh, you get into this career, and if you don't know who, it's almost like the wrong people are inspiring the wrong people now. Like, I feel like people aren't, yeah. you know, I feel like the the people who are, who are being inspired to do this aren't being inspired by the classics and like the actual talent. Now they're being inspired by the guys who were inspired by bullshit. <laughs> well, see, like, here's my thing, right? 
I think, so, like, here's my thing, right? I love Little Wayne. Mm-hmm. I love Little Wayne. Mm-hmm. I think Little Wayne is is a one of a kind artist, and I think people took Little Wayne and and took the things that made Little Wayne Little Wayne and tried to make them his own thing. They didn't look at him and be like, "Damn, the dedication dedication three is is, is fucking." beautiful and it has so many it's so creative and in the way that he balances his rhymes and the you know nobody's looking at a slow structure it like or if they're doing it they're copying it to follow the trend they didn't look at him find that creativity that one of a kind authenticity Mm -hmm. and find that inspiration they were like okay this is what makes little wayne little wayne how can i make money off of that right right and that's what sucks is like, cause little Wayne is great as little Wayne. Mm-hmm. You, you, he, he's good. I mean, the dude is, he did change the culture. It's just like, you know, it's unfortunately people picked up face tattoos and, and sipping lean. And I'm not saying that that's what makes little Wayne great, but it's like, those are some of the things that kind of pushed little Wayne to little Wayne's, they're em- yeah moments you know they're emulating the wrong things thank you that's yeah you sound like a person that read a book <laughs> I'm, I'm like trying to think of a word I'm no like, you're good the word? no you're good you know, how does that go no you're good you're good i mean it yeah. sounds like it sounds you know like but it, you sound well you know i read a book but you sound like you know your dude you sound like you know your shit like not like not at a surface level. You know what you're talking about when it comes to hip hop culture and the history behind it. I, you know? I will. I, I sometimes I can't sleep and I just think about. I love it. I think about what my life would be like if I didn't hear DMX's "What's My Name." Like mm-hmm. that's something that like comes into my head because like sometimes I feel like people like want to know where my energy comes from, and if you put that song on, like that's like deep inside my like my like that's like the little the, like the dog that's in the care it's like when you hear when you hear him go yeah. that's like me go i'm like i'm ready to run through a fucking wall i'm like <laughs> dmx i'm like god damn where would i be without him and i think about that at three in the morning when i'm like why can't i sleep and then i hear i'm like oh yeah that's why that's why <laughs> the dog the dog's in the cage you gotta let him out the dog you gotta go to the dog out <laughs> i love it i love it i love it dude good for you so um, we never did the intro. Hello, welcome to Caller ID with Andy Rex. You know, fifty-four minutes in, but I mean, that's how you know it's a good. It was a good conversation. That's how I know it's a good conversation. When you fuck, when I when, when I get so lost in the conversation, I'm like, oh, I didn't do my intro. Well, here's my intro, <laughs> motherfucker. Um, no, like I, you know, dude, you're you like I totally agree with you. I don't think there was one thing you said in this whole conversation where I could disagree with you. So. I appreciate that. Uh, that's nice to hear, bro. Thank you. I mean, bro, I, I miss talking to you. It's, it's, I, I, I'm not going to lie. When season one hit, I was like, hey, if I don't get a call at some point, <laughs> I might have to walk up on a motherfucker and see what's really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I was just so happy to see you doing something because, you know, because you started it like at the pandemic, right? Yeah, I started it uh, last November. Started yeah, and I was ago, just yeah. like, oh my man, because I, I, I'm like, 
I was not, I I thought I was going to like be able to like slowly be able to make my way onto the technology world. And like, Mm. I'd learn how to like set up podcasts and things. I didn't think I was going to get thrusted into like forcing myself to learn all these zoom things and microphones. And I mean, I probably should have been like more effed on it, but the pandemic really pushed me to like put me in this thought of like, God damn, I cannot figure out technology right now. My brain cannot handle it. Um, so I was so pumped to see like what you were like, Oh, I'm doing a podcast. Um, I was like, yeah, and good. Put me on that shit. Cause I can't figure out how to make my own podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. It's good. I, I love, I love it. And I say this all the time. Like it's helped me reconnect with so many people from my life. And it's like, Oh, I can only imagine. You know, I had a friend in South Carolina who, who we went to high school together and, um, you know, he moved back home uh like like almost a decade ago um and we you know you know it just it's just you you grow apart you know what i mean like the motherfucker lives in south carolina like what are you gonna do yeah yeah what are you gonna do but i put him on the show last year and ever since then like dude we we talk like every once in a while we talk and like the other day like you know i called him up just to say just to say hi and like you know we caught up a little bit we talked you know chit chat talked about girls talked about careers talked about life and you know, and I left, like hung up, and then that was it. And like, you know, once in a while, we we text each other, and it's, it's just the beauty of it. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, you know, that's the best thing about this. And it's like, and it's like, I'm grateful to have you. And honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I am more grateful to talk to you in season two because season one was very formatted, very structured, uh-huh. very, you know, piece by piece by piece. And like, this I like better because it's like, especially when I know the person like you. It allows you, it gives you, it gives you the platform to speak your mind. Like, and it gives us a, it gives us, it gives us a chance to have a genuine conversation instead of me just sitting here like, so what was your favorite Christmas gift? Like nobody wants to fucking talk about that bullshit. (laughs) Nobody wants to fucking talk about that bullshit. I just trusted the process. I knew you knew what you were doing. So I was like, Andy, he'll have me on when he's ready for me. Yeah. (laughs) No. And I'm glad to have you on and you know, you're welcome anytime. I'm pumped to be here. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm glad to have uh, you here too. Dude, I'll talk to you every Thursday if you need it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thursday's my free day, so that works for me. Oh shit! Look at that. See, it's, I, I threw a random ass day out there, yeah. and it's like the universe is calling to let us know. I gotta, I gotta say though, I do love, I do love the the like whenever like one of us posts a picture and we hype each other up and we're just like yeah. Like, I love it. I love it. I also, I mean, not to be that guy, but I'm also kind of like, one time I was scrolling through and uh, like, I think it must have been Instagram and you posted something and I literally like, I'm not trying to say this about me, but I literally went, who who posted this picture of me? And then I I was like, I didn't post. When did I post like this? And then I look in and I see it's you and I'm like, God damn, why do we still look alike? Like kinda, like to ourselves. Yeah. Like why do I why do I mistake myself for you sometimes? No, I get weird. It. I get it. I did I don't know if I ever told you this. This was mm. this was when we were living in Marsh Hall. So Oh shit. Okay. So it way back, yeah. Way back when. So there was a girl I was trying to hook up with and like oh, I no. I had made the joke that you and I were brothers. And I don't know if that's what helped, but I will say, (laughs) I will say whatever it was, it fucking worked. And I felt really bad when she found out we weren't brothers. She was like, you lied to me. And I was like, "Uh." 
Doesn't matter, had sex. <laughs> oh my god, dude, it was funny as fuck, dude. Yo, that's that's crazy. I can't. I mean, I I want to say yeah, just so then that way, like, I can also like I can help. Of course, I would hope that would happen, but I also, yeah, you know, great. <laughs> Dude, the look on that girl's face was she's like, wait, you're not brothers? I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit, you weren't supposed to be here for that. You weren't supposed to be here for that. Oh, boy. God damn it. But it was funny because we looked, we looked enough alike that it worked. Yo, we really I, even rem- and, and when- I even remember her being <laughs> like, but you guys have different last names. I was like, yeah, we have different dads. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, I think enough police, enough people actually believe that, like, we went around saying that for enough times that like, and and at, hey, at that point too, dude, we were still so linked up because like Key and Peel was just kicking, yep. it was still happening, yep. so it was still fresh, and we were it, it, and I was trying to explain to somebody the other day, dude, you no idea how hard it is to try to be you and me in the same story. There's so much energy in it that I, <laughs> I, I was exhausted by the end of it. But I tried to like explain how we did that joke and like how you and I would commit so deep to like using the elevator and we would go down the floor and then come up in a different elevator. <laughs> sometimes with people, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and then I said, looking all around. Go going into people's rooms. <laughs> oh my god, bitch! Yo, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, that was. And then I said, bitch. And then I said, oh, you... but you said that though. You said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah of course, yeah. yeah, yeah you said yeah, it to, yeah. to a face though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah of course, of course. <laughs> Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele. This ever ends up. Uh, thank you for inspiring a friendship. Yeah, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, we had we had a lot of energy. I feel like whenever I ran into you, because you lived in Bowditch, right? And I lived in Peabody. Yeah. Yeah. So wow, whenever that's crazy. I thought you lived in Bowditch. Why did you live so far away from me? I uh, felt so close to you all the time though. Well, that was because whenever you came to visit and I ran into you, we would just it was like instantly like we were like entertaining like whoever was in the lounge. Like whoever who, was there. Yeah. yeah. That was just how we were. And I, it was good. It was good times. That was, I, I, I had yet to meet somebody with that kind of energy. So it was, it was a beautiful thing to, to not feel so alone. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's crazy. But you know what I'm saying? I get it. I get it. I know what you're saying. You you, they're like, why does this kid got so much energy? And it's like, why the fuck don't you? You should. Yeah. Like, I know I get pissed off sometimes. Get on, like, on level. Yeah, but you guys, you know. You gotta, you gotta enjoy yourselves. I feel like, I feel like that's a big problem too. Is that there's not a lot of, there's not enough people enjoying themselves anymore. No. I feel like that's one thing that like helps me with the pandemic, like the pa- that the pandemic helps me with is help me recognize like I, I, there's certain things I just don't enjoy, and like it, it got out of my life, and I'm like, cool, that's cool. Like it doesn't. I I don't even have to pick that up again. I I like I had my own excuse. I didn't even have to say like, oh I I'm not. I have to leave. I'm gonna put my two weeks in. I got I got to leave. <laughs> Scott free. Yeah, dude, that's the thing. Like life is too short to not do what you like, like or love. You know, it's why. Well, I, I got this tattooed on my. I almost thought you were about to say what my tattoo said for a second. I was like, did you do your research, you sick fuck? 
<laughs> I was like, yo, what? Are you about to say my leg tattoo? Get out of here. What does your leg tattoo say? <laughs> um, it's a, 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 so it's a life's too short to think too long. Mm, I like that. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I remember where, where I, I was when I thought of it. I, that's something that I thought of. Cause, uh, so when I, what pushed me to go to acting, actually, one mm-hmm. of the things was, um, I, I was going to go, but I was, I was still like, I, I got accepted to go to Salem state, um, like spring or something like that, um, of senior year. And I was, I was still deciding cause I was an auto body student, I still, like vocational. I wasn't like sure what the hell I was going to do with my life. And I, cause I woke up from a nap one morning and I was like, Oh, I want to be an actor. So uh, let me just be a senior year, figure out how to apply for a college. <laughs> oh, I don't have credits. How do I figure out credits? Oh shit. Like that sucks. I was, cause the school didn't set me up to go to college. The school set me up to paint cars for the rest of my life. So, right. um, when I, you know, did the whole, I did the whole Salem state shebang. Bro, wait, what the hell? Why Why did I just run off uh, topic? What were we just talking about? We were talking about... <laughs> I'm well, going too deep. No, no, you were talking about the leg tattoo, and then you started to go into when oh, you got accepted yes, to Salem yes, State. Yes. Yeah, so it was... Yeah, thank you, thank you. I was going too deep. I was like, my brain didn't want to remember for a second. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, I graduated high school, and then... And I don't know if you remember this from freshman lab, but a week after... Um, one of my friends that was in my vocational school with me, like a week after we graduated, he went to the DR to celebrate. Um, and he got in a car accident and he passed away. And that was uh, one of the, the big deciding moments of my life that made me go, ah, fuck it. Let me just go do this real quick. Let me go figure it out. Let me try acting. Um, Cause my buddy JC, he was uh, he was actually going to go in the Marines and serve his country, and he didn't he didn't even get the opportunity to go and do that. So I'm like, well, I'm scared to go act. I'm scared to go learn how to act in college. Like my my boy was about to about to go give his life for his country, and I can't mm-hmm. even go try to go to college and 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 act if I feel like that would be a better thing for me to do. Right. Um. And. Uh, we, uh, like I said, my grandfather lived in Florida, and one year we decided that we were going to drive down to see him uh, for like Christmas or something like that. So I had a lot of time to think in the car, and it was like right after, it was like the year after it happened. Um, and I just, I, you know, I had a lot to think about going into that, that winter of just like a lot, lots of feel like I needed to be thankful for, and a lot to sit and think about my life was in a huge, totally different. I was, I, bro, I was, I was painting cars and chilling with mechanics and shit like that. And, and then the next year I'm out like auditioning for like college plays and doing like, I didn't know what a monologue was when I got to college. So like, I, I, I like Alex Portanko told me that the jury auditioned for a BFA program was not an interview, but a real audition 30 minutes before the in, this is before I was supposed to have my audition. Oh, I had shit. no idea what I was doing. Like I, I had zero clue. And it, it, so my life was like, I, I felt like it was crazy. And 
I, I was sitting in the back of this car, just like, I think we were, we might've been in Georgia or something like that. And I'm just like sitting, like looking at these like clouds pass and something came on, into my head. It just popped into my head that life was too short to think too long. Like I had been thinking so long in the car ride about what I was doing and why I was do like what I was doing with my life at this point as an 18 year old kid, like trying to like having one of your uh, uh, close friends pass away just stupidly. Like it's not, it, it was it wasn't fair. It wasn't like, it wasn't like you got sick and you tried to fight it. You know, dude, you got, you got in a fucking car accident and in the DR they used propane instead of, uh, instead of gasoline in the car and the car blew up. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it, it was just such a crazy, it's such a crazy thing to hear about and to like see it on the news and to be with your friend, like your friends trans, like, cause it, it was the Dominican news station and I was the only one that didn't speak Spanish. So people were like <laughs> translating for me, but I'm just sitting there like, Oh my God, my world is crazy right now. And I just didn't know what was going on. And something about looking up at the clouds made me realize like it, life was too short to think too long. And I just need to go for this ride and, it, 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 whatever happens, I gotta just, I gotta buckle down and do it. And th then when I came back, like spring semester or freshman year, I, I, I busted my ass. I did everything that I could to figure out what the fuck a monologue was and learned all about the Shakespeare. I like, dude, I, I knew zero about acting. I did like a couple of plays, but like we didn't do, we didn't call. No, I didn't know anything technical. We didn't have technical things. We just we said words. And if I, somebody was like, hey, move there. I just moved there. And I said the lines that I was supposed to memorize. And that was it. Like, I didn't know any of this stuff. So I was really unpolished. And I busted my ass to, to really put some elbow grease into it. But it was, it, was, it was most of the, you know, I still, I have a little fucking, you know, the Livestrong, like rubber bracelets. I got one of those in my car um, that has like his, like, little like funeral stuff on it um but it's just one of those things that I keep with me to keep remembering that you gotta you just gotta keep going you gotta gotta keep trying and it's too life's too short to to think about all of the different things you just gotta fucking go for it and give it a shot except I will say this <laughs> it took me four years after I thought about the tattoo to get it because dag and for those who don't know, one of the acting professors at the school it made me feel like if I got a tattoo, it would fuck up my chances of ever getting an, uh, like cast. So I just waited because <laughs> I wanted to do everything that I could learn in that school so I could, you know, I didn't want to go out of it. But the second I got out of that school, I got the, I signed up for this tattoo after coming out of a yoga class one day. I passed the tattoo shop and I was like, yeah, it's, I looked at Kyle Gregory because I was with Kyle at the time and I was like, I think it's time to get that tattoo. And we walked in and we booked the appointment and then I got it like the next day. Um, and so it's just something that keeps me, keeps me, my brain moving. Keeps yeah. my brain thinking, keeps me, keeps me thinking about like why I did what I did and where I'm at right now and why I keep moving. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful, <laughs> it's a beautiful story. Long, hey, thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Um, he was a great dude, you know, he was, uh, uh, somebody that, um, you know, I was, uh, 
I was uh, I, I didn't play football like in Pop Warner, and I was one of the only kids that that didn't at the time. He was another one of the kids, so he was one of my like my few friends like that was on the football team when I was a, when I actually played football, and then we were on the wrestling team together, and we did like uh, and then we, we and then we were in Vogue together too. So like the Vogue family that we had was so was so tight knit. Um, I don't know how I do. I could tell more stories, but I don't know how many. How, how long we want to get into all no, that. No, you're good. Um, you're good. You're good, dude. You're good. I mean, um, well, God bless him. You know what I mean? God bless his soul. I mean, yeah, it's it's not, absolutely. you know, it's, it sounds like a brave man. And like, you know, I hope, I hope, uh, I hope he's resting peacefully. You know what I mean? It's one of those. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's one of those things that it's, at, at this point, it's, it's crazy to think about that uh, June has been 10 years. It's, it's crazy Damn. to think about time in this point. Like, I don't feel like, I'm, I should be at, you know, I, I would have had my 10 year high school reunion at some point. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, isn't that weird, bro? It is weird. Like, it is weird. It's to I think feel like the pandemic really messed up my time. <laughs> it did. I think, I think everybody can agree with that. Like I read something the other day where it's like, you know, I'm still, I'm still trying to process 2019. I can't get over 2020 and 2021 is almost done. What the fuck is going on? And I'm like, yep. Yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah. very valid. I 2019 was I, I dude, I forgot 2019 was like ever really a thing. Like I don't remember things like pre mask now, and I, and and that that's like scaring me a little bit. Like I have to yeah. really think about it now, and it's like fuck. I said this before. Ah, I I always said this. I've said this before where I feel like time is weird because. Like middle school feels like in memory, like if memory was like a distance, middle school feels so close. Like I could touch the memories of middle school and like I can feel the feelings I felt and all the shit I loved and all the nostalgia and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And all the people I knew, but like almost anything, even high school is like a little close. Dude, anything after that and like my young adult life feels so fucking far away. Like all of those memories, mm. all those experiences, like... I, I can remember most of it and like, you know, grasp it. But like a lot of it feels like it was such a long like time you're talking ago. about like the 20s. Yeah. Like anything, like, anything in my like, 20s. Yeah. yeah. Anything in my 20s. Like, like college, like honestly feels further away from me than middle school does. And that's like such a weird thing to say. But it to me, it's true. Like, even though it's funny because I always feel like I came into my own. I can't. I teeter-totter. College, I came into my own, and I had to learn how to make friends on my own, but I also went through bouts of isolation, I like to say. Like, I was a very social Ooh. person, but I had bouts where I didn't want to be around anybody. I just, mm. you know what I mean? Not that I didn't want to be. It's, yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. I think like, every human needs that. Like, no matter how extroverted you are, yeah. you, there's still a point in time where you need you need your own time to make your own choices and reflect on your own life and inhabitants in in this crazy yeah. thing we call life no absolutely and, no it's, i do agree with you though that time is in that aspect and i think that a lot of it is like the formative things that happened to us in high school like i think a lot of us a lot of us think of like bullies or times that we were bullied or really good times that like we remember. I feel like we were way more nostalgic. Mm. Like I th sometimes I think about like how, 
how much I miss, like, being able to just come home from middle school and, like, that feeling of, like, like, it's sunny out, you throw your bag down and you're just like coming home after school in middle school and you don't, you don't have anything to really worry about. You can just like, you, you have like a responsibility or two. Like that was like a key moment. I had a trampoline. So I like, my cousins had this old ass trampoline that they gave us. And it was like, I, dude, I lived on that thing. I, I, I talk about like letting all my energy out. Whew. I would be on that thing from the second I came home until it was like, until I couldn't see if I could bounce, like, you know, land. I couldn't yeah. tell where the, the, the trampoline was. I fucking <laughs> love that thing. <laughs> Dude, trampolines are mad fun. Shout out to, shout out to George Lopez's intro. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right oh what a key uh, intro <laughs> it really was waking up at 3 a.m groggy as shit tv still on and all yeah. you see here is low Ra- and george lopez just jumping with his like flowing locks <laughs> <laughs> beautiful man <laughs> beautiful man even more beautiful wife um true <laughs> so you want to play a game? Absolutely, bro. What hit me? Okay, so we're going to do a 10-question trivia. So what's going to happen okay. is you have a minute and a half on the timer. I'll start it after I read the first question. Um, you'll have the 10 questions. If you don't know the answer, you can pass, and then we'll return to it uh, at the end of the 10 questions. Um, anything that you get right, we'll just move along to the next question. Anything that you get wrong, you can keep trying to answer it. But if you truly don't know it, just say pass and we'll move right along. All right? Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. You, are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Minute and a half. A measurement for land equal to 4,840 square yards. Equal to 4,000. A measurement of land. Uh, I, 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 uh, uh, Acre? Yep. Hercules slayed this many headed oh. Hercules slayed this many headed serpent. Oh fuck! I remember it because I used to watch. That was my favorite Disney Channel movie. Fuckity fuck 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 fuck. Uh, like the tundra. The uh uh pass. In his last role, he played the Joker in The Dark Knight. Uh, uh, he's Ledger. Yep. It's simple to play this little musical instrument. Just put it in your mouth and hum. Kazoo? Yep. Four leaves on this little green plant are considered lucky. Fuck. Four leaf clover. Yep. What did the hip what did the hypocritical pot call this kettle? Hypocritical pot? What did the hypocritical pot call the kettle? The pot called the kettle? Pass. What punctuation what punctuation mark is used to indicate loud volume? Exclamation! This large predatory bird is known for eating dead animals and sometimes hanging out waiting for their opportunity. A vulture. You never want to hang out with them. An electric kitchen appliance used for browning bread. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, pass. The term for having an abnormally high body temperature. Hot. No. Um. <laughs> when you're sick, when you're sick, you have a... Oh, a fever, a fever. Correct, a fever. correct. All right, not bad, not bad. Seven out of ten, not bad. All right. Okay. All right. So let's go over. Let's go over the wrong and let's see what what it is. So number two, Hercules slayed this many-headed serpent. The answer was Hydra. 
Tundra, you motherfucker. I was like, it's not a Toyota Tundra. But I know it's not. It's a, it's oh a Toyota Toyota Tundra? What is said, it? When you said Tundra, I was like, oh, so you got the draw. You got the draw. Um, I was so close. All right. The What did the hypocritical pot call the kettle? The pot called the kettle black. And Oh. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and number nine. Is that a racist joke? Do I not know no, that one? No. I don't understand. <laughs> no. It's almost like, it's like if I was like, Damn, that that Jay is really energetic, and somebody's like, "Okay, that's like the pot calling the kettle black." Like, you know, oh, you know. oh, it's like an obvious thing. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. like it's like hypocritical. Like, Damn. like you're both the same. Like, why the are hypocritical? You... Yeah. Yes. Okay, dude. Uh, my brain. When you said hypocritical, the first thing that hit my brain, like, I just saw an image of a hippo, and I was like, "That's not it. Just get out of it. Go. <laughs> like, escape, escape, escape." <laughs> and I, I couldn't get out, so I just. I just moved on. I was like, I don't know what I don't. I don't even know what he said. <laughs> it's hilarious. And then the last one, an electric kitchen appliance used for browning bread is a toaster. Oh, yeah, it is. I think you're 100 percent correct. I was thinking of browning butter, and I was mm. like, a frying pan. Like, I guess you could in a frying pan, but like, damn, you could toaster. You could definitely brown bread in a frying pan. You could definitely do that. That's usually how I do it. I usually scrape a little bit of butter on that, mm-hmm. pour a little cinnamon. Mmm. Mmm. That's that then, uh, then you put the butter on it while it's frying up, so then the butter melts into it, gets a little soggy on it. Then you put the little cinnamon on it, uh, flip that sucker over, whoo, and you're swimming in gold. Then if you really want to, you really, really want to, I'm going to let you in on the secret if you really want to, you put a little bit of honey you drizzle the honey over while it's still cooking so that the honey gets inside with that butter and then it like caramelizes a little bit and then your life is that's, that's how you have breakfast that's, that's the life <laughs> so pretty much i'm gonna climax eating breakfast that sounds amazing yeah you know what honestly you should you should honestly i don't understand why people don't climax every time they eat you should be eating food to climb like you should i don't know how to describe that in no. a way that makes sense but like, it makes sense you, you people need to start caring about what they put into their bodies and like treating themselves like there are too many people that still strictly eat like fast food and, st- and, and like wendy's and stuff like that i'm like yo they're so like you could get a burger at so many better places you could get a burrito at so many better places than right. taco bell right Absolutely. I mean, Kyle, people just need to care about this. Kyle, Kyle <laughs> hooked, Kyle hooked me up. He, he, uh, the last, when I had him on the show, like a year ago, he told me, uh-huh. he told me about a place called flip the bird and okay. in swamp Scott. And I had, I went up to Salem a couple months, maybe a month or two ago to see Chris Damon mm. for his birthday party. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try, I'm going to stop at flip the bird. Like, you know, Kyle told me about it. I, I trust him. It's ruined me. Like, it ruined me. I cannot go. I can't get a fucking chicken sandwich anywhere else. If anybody ah. if anybody ever, like, offered me a McChicken, I would spit in their fucking face. How dare you? Yo, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. And, like, like this, is no, this is no offense to anybody else. But, like, are you No, full offense. Instagram? Fuck you. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, you know, I, I, I work in a middle school sometimes. So, like, I, I, I and <laughs> so I got to be all nice about it. But, like, 
you know, you see my Instagram. I'm, I'm about the, I'm about real donuts, real fried chicken, mm-hmm. real actual food. Mm-hmm. If you come to me and you're like, Jay, I got this Boston cream donut from Dunkin' Donuts. I thought of you. I'll be like, what? what? You thought of me and, and you got me this? Yeah. This is what made you think of me? You do not care about me? Right. You don't care about me? Yeah. That's what you don't care about me? Right. <laughs> it's like, you don't care? Yeah. What is this trash? Like, fucking Tyler Perry's Medea and me comes out, and it's like, you know what? Have you ever seen Diary of a Mad Black Woman? No, no, no. Oh, goddamn, dude. There's a part where Medea fleets out because. Uh, she's this woman's like hanging stuff with wire hangers and she's like wire hangers and just like rips the entire closet apart like starts like gets a fucking gets a chainsaw and starts cutting like the couch in half and oh, shit <laughs> like just like doing the most <laughs> doing the absolute um, most that sounds, anyway. like that sounds like Medea that sounds like Medea well, yeah, it, 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 that is that's Medea for you right there. Absolutely. So you have a good time. You have a good time. Oh, and I did, bro. This was this was this was like the best way to reconnect. I, I'm so glad that you're doing this, and I'm glad that uh, that you invited. Oh, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun chatting with you. Yeah, I had a, I had a good time too. You're welcome. Like I said before, you're welcome back anytime. Um, I know you do. I know you're very active, like in the theater community. Do you have anything that you want to plug? Anything you want to talk about? Any shows coming up? Any oh events? well, um, I do have a I have a project that I'm working on um, where uh, I'm devising a piece uh, or I'm devising a play for uh, a, a based off of Lisa Strata. Mm, so good play. Uh, a good old comedy about sex mm-hmm. um that we're gonna have and empowerment uh i'm really excited um because i have a great uh writer that i'm working with to help devise uh her name is drea and drea is bringing so much to the table uh we're still in our early stages it's actually gonna happen um it's being produced through third citizen theater company um and we're going to have auditions hopefully around the end of April, rehearsals throughout May, and then a performance uh, at Salem Old Town Hall uh, sometime in early June. So we're really, I'm really excited about it. I think Lissa Strada is a great play. Um, I'm even more excited because uh, it's going to be written uh, and devised with a BIPOC female-identifying uh, playwright, So mm-hmm. I, which is something that the translation has never had before um that at least to the what i have found through like full publishing and research and things like that so we're looking at different perspectives we're looking at um different the spectrum of sexuality we want all different bodies in it we want all different people in it i'm hoping to get uh have a, a pretty large cast um yeah, so, uh, you know, just trying to build as much art as I can. Um, recently, dude, I'll be honest with you, I've been starting to, like, rap a lot more. Okay. So maybe I'm – I don't know what I'm going to start doing there, but maybe I'll – I'll uh, I, I don't have the consistency to start writing. A lot of my shit is, like, it just comes off the top of my head, so I got to get better at, like, sitting down and writing. And But maybe some music along the way is what I'm hoping. Uh, I have a hard time sticking with just, like, one form of art. I want to I wanna do it all, so – I want to direct. I want to. I'm a. I don't. I don't know if I even. 
if you've seen any of this stuff, but I'm actually certified as a fight choreographer and an intimacy coordinator now. Nice. So I'm, I'm excited to be, I, I, that's a, one of the reasons why I want to do Liz Estrada. I want to bring a lot of uh, action and a lot of intimacy, but make sure that they're both done safely. And I mm. don't, <laughs> I don't, uh, there's a lot of people in this world that uh, personally, I just, I feel like it could be handled better. So I've decided that, you know what, I'm going to go learn these things so I can handle them. And then that way I don't have to, if there's ever a situation that I see that is an uncomfortable one, I have the vocabulary and understanding that I can step up and say something. Um, and that's kind of like my main point as an artist right now is making sure that I'm putting out uh, work that is accessible for all, that is safe for all, that represents all um to the fullest extent that through the story that we're trying to tell so um yeah man i'm just i'm really just trying to make as much art as i can in many different as many different facets of art as i can um the last thing that i'll plug is that hopefully kyle gregory and i's uh new film the critic is going to be uh on its feet soon we're thinking uh Hopefully by the end of this year, we'll have uh, at least a, 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 not a, I don't know about a show of a cut, but like close to a final cut of, of what we're looking for. Uh, we're, we're really excited to, to show this one off. I think it's going to look really great. Um, talk about filmmaking, filmmaking and art right there. That's, that's a good piece of art, I think. Yeah, man, I can't wait to see it. Dude, you guys you guys are killing it. Honestly, every time I see you guys with a new update, I'm like, these guys are fucking killing it. Like Man, I'm I love to see it. I just I got that Nipsey hustle in me. You know, I just yeah. he's another one too that gets me that hustle and motivate, bro. That's all I'm trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to keep making making moves and keep getting people to make moves with me and get yeah. people to make their own moves. So yeah. start doing it and then Hey, so hopefully by the next time I talk to you, I'll have even more updates. Yeah, yeah. More and if, ideas. Dude, and if you do, you know, let me know. Fucking you and Kyle are more than welcome to like, you know, I'll share whatever you guys got going on. Like, you know, it, it, you know, I'm, oh, I'm all about, I'm, I'll support you guys. I mean, I always support you guys. Like, but you know what I mean? Ah, it's like, it's one of those. It's one man. of those. It's one of those, you know. And, and I hope you know the same thing here. I'm super excited that you're doing the podcast and. I mean, anytime that you want me on, man, I will make the time. So you don't Absolutely. tell me anytime. You, you, it's your show. You put me on, and yeah. you know I'll come bringing whatever, whatever you want me to bring. I'll, 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 I'm, re- I'm, I'll make sure bases are loaded, and when I come up to bat, you know what I'm saying? I'm ready for it. Put the flames on these bitches one time. Ah, bang, 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 bang. All right. <laughs> Got it. Do you have any final All words right, for man. the? You have any final words for the kumquats? Uh, come quats. I hope that, uh, keep listening to Andy Soros Rex. I've been a friend of Andy for a very long time. The man spits the wisdom. He spits the truth. He spits the understanding of the world. He has seen things and been places. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and, and, uh, I greatly appreciate your points of view and what you're bringing to the table, man. So thank that's you. all I got to say. So thank you. Thank you. And, uh, Close it out with one of with uh, Jay Connolly's wise words of life's too short to think too long. <laughs>